Good morning out there in Radio Land. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day that anything is possible. We're so appreciative that you have joined us and given your ear to us for two hours. Every single weekday morning here, 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time on the Box 2 Radio Network. We take it with a lot of responsibility and humbleness, and we just love you guys and the family out there so much. And again, just thank you all for joining in. This is July the 11th, uh, 7-11. Why do they call it 7-11, Josh? If anybody knows, it would be you. 7-11? Yeah, I don't know. Well, I know there used to be convenience stores named 7-11. isn't it still called 7-Eleven? As far as I know, there's some, but I ain't been to one in a long time. I wonder why it's called 7-Eleven. I don't know. My wondering's starting already this morning. You already <laughs> got his thinking already this morning, man. Why is it called 7-Eleven? Some of you saints you out know, there. call in to yeah. <laughs> Um It is a spiritual question to start off the bat this morning. Oh, man. And so it was um, last night we went to, I went over and watched a little bit of the scrimmage game they had uh, yeah. and for the summer. <clears throat> and uh, brother Chad and Rachel Hayes is over there. It's good to see That's them. Awesome. And they were there, talked to them for a while, and it was a fun game. And then went back there and got some more work done. But it was it was a good evening. How was your all's evening? I went all right. I worked till about eight fifteen a little bit. I was at several different places yesterday. But He's here and there. I was quite a bit. So. He's like eating an elephant. A little <laughs> bit here, a little bit there. Right. But, but anyway, so we got it. We got one of them done. Anyway, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. How's the uh, how's your wonderful daughter's married life going? Hey, she's going real good. Going real good. She, uh, uh, of course, he's he works every eight weeks. He's got to work a week week of nights and a week of seconds. Mm-hmm. So their first full week back from their honeymoon, he had to go on night shift. Oh man! And so Rachel, being the mother she is, is like kind of worried about Maddie a little bit. Mm-hmm. You okay? You okay? Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. but yeah, she's she's all right, and I mean so. I like they really, really enjoy it. Yeah, I didn't get to tell you, but last July, of course, a week ago today was July Fourth. Uh huh. So you think that being off day, right? Yeah. So on my off day, I had to go down there and work for my daughter. Man, she really she labors <laughs> you, don't she? But no, it was fun. It was fun. She said, "Hey, can you come? Yeah, I come work for you." <laughs> so, but no, so it was pretty good, pretty awesome. So. All right, Pastor Dwayne Kid. He he relieved us of our wondering. What's he got? In 1946, the chain's name was changed from Totem to 7-Eleven to reflect the company's new extended hours, 7 a.m. to 11 p.m., seven days a week. There you go. Very original. See, we got some great listeners. I'm telling <laughs> I'm you, telling you what. They Pastor, know it. Pastor Dwayne's on it. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so it's it clever. makes sense now. 7-Eleven. And probably back in that day, somebody opened to 11 o'clock. Yeah. Back in that day was probably, man, this is something, being open to 11. Well, you, well, you know, the sanctuary here never closes. Yeah. So we could right. be called the 24-7 church. There you go. That's it. That's it. So. That's catchy. That's pretty good. You want to go to the 24-7 church? <laughs> sure. Why not? They're open all the time. That's uh, right. That's right. Yeah. Miss Hannah, how was your evening? Uh, it was good. I watched my baby brother, little little Brett. He was... Man, I don't know how he has so much energy. He yeah. I, he really keeps you on your toes. Yeah, I guarantee it. Well, that's probably half my fault. You had him so long because I got him back there talking. So oh. <laughs> that was later fishing. on. No, I I was with him all day. I had a really good day with my mom, so yeah. it was good to catch up with her. And I told her I said, you know, Mondays, you know, because we take it early, we leave early. 
um, I said, well, I'll go try to come see you guys, you know, if I'm free and everything. And so I hadn't been seeing them for the past few Mondays. <laughs> and she said the kids were like, um, where's Hannah at? She said she was going to come on Mondays. <laughs> so it was a good day with family. Yeah. It's something about them kids. They always remember them little things yeah. you say you're going to do. Right? Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. Now, Eliza, she has a really bad problem of making up stuff that I said I'm going to do, that she wants me to do. Dad, you said, I did not say that. Like, I don't think I did. And Eliza goes, oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> and then somehow yesterday, Eliza joined gymnastics. Um, really? Yeah, she's joined. So she's going to go every Monday with Lil Paisley and um, – and so she comes home last night from gymnastics from the first ever one. And she goes, boy, I'm tired. That's hard, Dad. Uh, and so but she goes, she goes, I had to even balance on a beam. Wow. I hear you. <laughs> Made her work for it, right? I'm telling you what. But she, she was so excited. And so it's. It's it's a good day to be alive in the kingdom of God, amen. 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 And so just whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through, let me just encourage you that my God is more than enough. Amen. That's right. Well, we have a couple of announcements going on here at Bethel Fellowship. Don't not do not forget that um first of the year is coming around just to, actually from a month today. A month from today, the first day of school uh for bca and so it's just right around the corner we're getting geared up for that and then make sure you're marking your calendars for september 10th 11th and 12th for brother lance johnson and the harvest crusade and then also our vbs august 3rd 4th and 5th um six o'clock is it six Mm o'clock nightly um for the first two nights 10 a.m on the saturday and then 2 a.m on the saturday and I don't know exactly what time we'll finish. It'll just be a great day of commencement and sending them out. And um, the whole church is going to be kind of invited to that. Just come and hang out. We're going to have a cookout and all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be great. Just a big old family day. Josh, if you want to show up that Saturday, you're more than welcome I'm to show up that all Saturday. Right, all right. Uh, you're kind of <laughs> like me. They call me the biggest kid in any crowd. And uh, That's it. I, I tell them all the time. They was like, you just hopped right in that pool. and. Got right there in the midst of all the kids. I said, I only did that because I saw that every other adult wanted to get in there, but nobody was taking the first step. So you had to be the first one. That's to a get leader. In there. That is a leader. That's a leader. That's right. Hannah. So that's I sacrificed it. myself. <laughs> yeah, his face looked very. He was sacrificing. Yeah. It was about like trying all the desserts and all the food at the women's conference, right? Well, somebody's got to do it. All right. I I tasted the barbecue before anybody else got there, and man, then I man. and then I played the whole worship thing, and I was sitting there. You know, I was loving Jesus and worshiping Jesus and the drums and and then, but I, I mean, there was that thought in my back head too. Like, I'm really excited about eating more barbecue because I only got a taste of it. Yeah, oh, and then it was all gone. I'm still praying about wow. that. My heart, there's this little cavern in my heart on the left side that's still a little wounded that I didn't get barbecue. Um, <laughs> I need some inner healing. You all pray for me out there, and uh, <laughs> and nothing is impossible. You should have all you needed at the first of it. Yeah. Yeah. See, that can be like our you, walk. Yeah. You know? There you walk go. Walk with Christ. There you go. Gotta so. get it get it while <laughs> jump on that train like uh, who said that? Brother Lance Johnson, yep. I think. Jump on the train while the move of God is here. Yeah. 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 Don't jump. just get a taste. Eat the yeah. barbecue while it's in front of your face. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave it for everybody else to eat. <laughs> yep. Um and then we've got some other um VBS is coming up as well. I think Hudson's Community Down yeah, the Road starts, starts. I talked to them July seventeenth. Uh, July seventeenth. Yes, so, sir. Yeah, and it'll go that whole week. So they want yeah. me announced that they do a great VBS as well. 
Um, and then if any other churches, you all have anything you want us to announce on the morning broadcast, please never hesitate to text me, 270-230-6337. We would love to get your announcements out there. We don't want to be a Bethel radio station. We want to be a body radio station. That's good. And reaching the community. And so, but if nobody else gets me announcements, the only ones I have is Bethel. So y'all going to get me those announcements. Um, uh, we do have the Clarkson Community VBS on yes. our events page. If anybody has the app, you can uh, get on there. But it's coming up here July ch- July 19th at 6 p.m. And then ju- through July 22nd at 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. Amen. And then, of course, Man Up at the Lake is coming. Uh, we're going to try our hardest to get the lake ready for it out there. And um, that's going to be July 27th here at our backyard um <laughs> and so it's gonna be that is gonna be a great event too and so make plans for those amen am i missing anything josh of well, course i was gonna say uh tonight actually at madrid we have the pastor's prayer meeting for yeah. any pastors that is out there or anybody that is in leadership that would come join us tonight at six o'clock yeah so uh brother billy wanted me to go ahead and give that out and also this coming sunday the 16th Brother Lance will be there ministering yes, sir. at 6 o'clock. So. Yes, sir. Love to have anybody out there for that one. I know the last uh, the last time he's in that a lot of churches represented. It was just a great, great night. It was. So, Amen. And, uh, well, um, I'll miss tonight. I'm sorry. We got a leadership meeting. <laughs> hey, but, um, right, I'll be man. praying in spirit with that's you. Right. Um, well, I know last uh, the last one we kind of just uh, met with one another and kind of talked over a few things. And then so... Now, you know, it's time for us to uh, really get down to what we're doing this for. And that's mm-hmm. to see the Lord move in a mighty way in all our communities and in our churches. That's for mm-hmm. sure. So. Well, uh, anything else? Are we good? I think, I think I'm, that's I'm all, I'm all right. Yeah. That's all I got. All right. Um, <clears throat> Josh, did your arms get longer lately? They look longer. <laughs> <laughs> when they got a heel, it might have got longer. Brother. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I, I still seen a shirt the other day. Is a T Rex that couldn't yeah. reach something. Uh, At least you're thinking of me anyway. Man. I am. It was like this T Rex was laying on the ground, like his nose was on the ground, yeah, and his body's on the ground, and he was trying to reach something, but his arms wouldn't reach the ground. <laughs> and so I was just thinking. Oh, that's Josh Milburn. Yeah, um, that's me, man. But then again, I don't even think your arms are that short. So, um, just something that something that was said uh, several years ago that kind of just stuck a little bit in my mind. So I just yeah. go with it. So yeah, I have that stuff too. <laughs> um, like when <laughs> Hannah said, "Well, it's the lack of elegance in your speech that everybody likes you for." It just sticks there. <laughs> it's the fact that you're not a good speaker, Aaron. That everybody likes you. Um, no, the word that those words were not the exact words. <laughs> Relatable is oh, the word. There's no way that Brother Aaron twisted anything. Oh, uh, no, there, yeah, there no, he no never, never does that. <laughs> uh, but we all make me sound like a liar and a manipulator <laughs> at that point. Jeez, that's worse than the liar. No, it's just um, an exaggerator, as Heather uh, would say. <laughs> um, for the sake of storytelling. Um, but, but Ethan would say the same about me sometimes, so that's okay. <laughs> I'll, we, all, we all have our weaknesses. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, so, well, let's get into John chapter, we are John chapter 13, correct? Yes. All right. Let's see here. I don't remember how far we got down. I think we got that first little portion. Mm-hmm. I think. 12. We... Yeah. Yes. All right. Verse 12. When he had washed their feet, and I did not know foot washing was going to become such a popular issue, I am persuaded that Jason Miller was trying to talk himself out of conviction for never doing a foot washing yesterday. But uh, then I think he talked himself into it by the end of the broadcast. 
<laughs> I love good old Jason. Um, verse 12, when he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought you also ought to wash each another one one another's feet. I'm sorry, for I have given you an example that you should do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. And so he's sitting there saying, he goes back to the table. The foot washing is done. He puts his outer garments back on because he took his outer garment off. That does not mean that he was in his birthday suit. That just means that he they would wear the um, undergarments, of course, over their... their the, it's kind of like a... I don't really call it a dress, a robe robish thing that they would walk in but it had longer sleeves and everything because back where they lived you know it was dusty and so that's what they would do then they would have this undergarment that was a little bit cooler and nicer and they would they wouldn't always get that on but if they were going to do something they would take it off and and do something like foot washing because you didn't really want it wet if you could avoid it so um he put that back on and then he says do you understand what i've done to you and i think that's a really cool statement at the end of the day because he did not just play it off and this is the thing i love about jesus is he always taught yeah he was always teaching um jamie hannah and i will use these word this word a lot and um it's it's becoming it's it's becoming a rapidly a popular word with this intentionality so it's like being very intentional about what we're doing right um and even in our life like you have to be intentional and sometimes being intentional is teaching while you're being intentional or being intentional about teaching. And that just makes basically means that you are doing something on purpose. And, um, so if Josh wants to, um, teach somebody something, mm -hmm. he can't always be inconspicuous or try to slide under the radar. Just hope it happens. You have to go up to that person and say, all right, do you understand what I'm trying to teach you? Make them say it back. Be intentional about um, using every opportunity to teach something or apply it to that principle. And in our life, I really do believe if we approach life with more intentionality, then I think our lives would be different. Um, no, I mean, that's uh, very true. And I believe that here also, Brother Aaron, of course, um, uh, this is just my kind of take on it. I think the most important thing that he wanted them to see maybe the most important, but one of the greatest important things that he wanted them to see was how he was going to serve them, uh, how he served them even though he was their master. Mm -hmm. You know, so he was preparing us, I believe, for when he does, uh, when he went away mm -hmm. to prepare a place for us that when the disciples were there, how they were to serve the people. And I mean, not necessarily maybe, and of course, this instance we've seen where the washing of the feet, but that can be just like in anything also. See, you're not just here to command them to do this or demand the people to do this or say this or say that, but you're also here to do the work that I've done before you, and that is to serve the people because they must see you love them. They must see you, you know, that you want them to understand that the reason you're able to do what you do is because the one that has gone before you set an example 
of how you should do things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's, um, you know, as we've been, I know it's been probably six, eight months ago, you know, we was on a uh, spell there where we always talked about a fatherless generation. Where we talked about people really didn't have fathers, people that didn't, you know, didn't really have no instruction, and then mm -hmm. we wonder why the children grow up in the way that some do, and then venture out and do what they end up doing, you know, falling into this situation, falling into this addiction, or something like that. But I believe from the very beginning of when Jesus instituted us going out, I believe one of the main focus is how we should serve others, because if they don't, if they don't see us doing something. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. then they think, well, you're just here barking orders. You're not even doing nothing about it. Great leaders, I, I've been, uh, I've been very blessed to be always around great leaders. My dad, you know, my pastor back when I was being raised, my pastor now, my father-in-law, my family, you know, great leaders that not only told me to do something, but showed me how to do it. Yeah. You know, and a uh, great guy at our church, Brother Terry, I remember I wouldn't, I didn't know him very long there at the church, and uh, he began to, I began to go over to his house and do different things here and there. He says, Josh, I can tell you how to do something, but if I show you and you get your hands on it and you actually do it yourself, you're really going to remember and know how to do it. Mm -hmm. He said there's a difference in telling somebody how to do something and actually showing them how to do something. And I believe that's what Jesus, not only here in this parable, but also many other instances, he showed people how to do it. That sounds like a father to me. Yeah. Showing rather than just telling. Right. Like, I, like that's what God does for us. And I feel like that's the example that he gives fathers to do um, in this in the world but I think that's what we're seeing a lack of right now Come on. It, and that's an intentionality because it does take time it takes more it time to show somebody how to do it than rather just saying all right go do that well yeah. you know and so I think Jesus too like we do kind of see him portrayed as like being a friend and I mean he is our he's our friend but right. you see that fathering with him Amen. I mean he was fathering all like all the time he was fathering Amen. and that's what like a true godly father what i think of um of how jesus you know i mean we talk about dad jokes all yeah. the time and like you know making light of things but also i feel like a, a godly father will always take time to teach like the speak in metaphors and, and take time to teach principles throughout the day like yeah. if, if a father is doing something with their children they take time to use just normal situations that are understandable to the child how it applies to deeper principles like yeah. godly principles that's right amen mm -hmm. yeah and um jesus just he did that so well he yeah. said amen. look i wash people's feet now you wash people's feet yeah. and i think josh is right one of the biggest significant things is the servanthood and the um, servanthood leadership and we said this yesterday and it's always worth repeating when you talk to you start talking about Jesus's leadership and true leader, leadership in the body of Christ true leaders in the body of Christ are never there to be served they're always there to serve yeah and if you're a leader and I see everybody serving you there's probably something out of order somewhere yeah um, because at the end of the day that's not the intention of the kingdom because as a leader my goal is to serve everybody else and ultimately serve God first. And so serve and love Jesus first. But then it's to to make sure as a pastor that everybody I'm leading has what they need. 
I don't need them to make sure I know I got what I need. I'm there to serve them. A pastor, a shepherd is there to make sure his sheep are taken care of. His, his flock is being um, watched over, nurtured, provided for, make sure they have food, all these kind of things. And that's what true leadership is. Now, unfortunately in religion, religion teaches us something else. And this is why so many times you see um, my joke yesterday, like my joke yesterday is, you know, it's uh, you have a pastor who will come on the stage and they have 15 people carrying one item each. You know, wow. it's, have you ever seen that kind of stuff? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, it's just now I get it. Like if you need somebody to come and uh, set the pulpit up for because you get your hands full and you're setting right. and there's some there's some churches, those pulpits set up after worship. Like I get that's not what yeah. I'm talking about. But I mean. I've seen I've seen some ministers walk in with 15 people behind them carrying one item each or something like that, and they're yeah. calling it service, and they're calling that, well, that's the Elisha and Elijah mantle, and they're just serving me until they can get my anointing double. And I'm like, you've missed the point. Like that's right. that that's not what gave Elisha the double the double portion. What gave Elisha the double portion was that he was there when Elijah was taken up. He never went anywhere. He stayed the course. He kept. He kept pursuing, and he was hungry, and he was desirous of it, and he wanted that, and that was his intentional. He was being very intentional about staying with Elijah so he could learn from Elijah. Right. But he didn't, I don't think anywhere where you saw where he just walked around and carried his cup. And, right. And I think that's where we've got this whole spiritual fathering and spiritual mentoring out of whack, is we've expected people to serve us. And, um, like, if if you're if if anybody sees me whatsoever as a mentor or anything like that, I'm never going to ask you to go wash my car. Right. And I hear like I've heard people talk about that where, well, um, we're going to go and wash pastor so and so or do this or and if it's like a benevolent thing the Lord laid you in our heart that's fine. Yeah. But I've actually seen like ministries where the like things for the intern is going to wash the pastor's car or something like that or I'm like we missed the point like. Yeah, we're creating a system now that serves people and not serves like wow. in the sense of that, like trying to uplift. And I just love how Jesus demolishes all of that because Peter's like, oh, Jesus, wash me, do my head, do my body, do everything. <laughs> and Jesus, no, I need to do this to you. And um, I don't I just I, I'm always so impacted. Yeah. By Jesus's leadership. Yeah. Over and over. It's just so amazing how actually the ones that will stand out are the ones that just serve and don't really. They don't expect no accolades. They just do what they do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, I, I'm uh, reminded about how when you see some pastors or whatever, and uh, they just do about everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, that, uh, you know, they're willing. If somebody else wants to do it, I think I've heard it from you, Brother Aaron, say it before, and I've said it myself. You know, listen, I want other people to do something. I want other people to do stuff. But the thing about it is, at the end of the day, if nobody steps up to do it, Guess who's got to do it? Yep. The people that always does stuff. Yeah. And I mean, I, you know, and there's room for uh, this and a room for that. There's room to learn. But a lot of times what happens is somebody says, well, I want to do it. But when you go to teach them to do it, sometimes they become, well, at, no, that ain't for me. Yeah. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it's yep. about like, you know, Jesus, I, I'm sure right here in this situation, there's probably people around, hopefully not the disciples at this time, but there's probably people around there that said, no, I'm out. I'm yeah. done. Yep. You know, so. Yeah. Anyway. Hannah probably gets sick of me hearing, hearing me say that in meetings and stuff like, but I really do believe it. Leaders have to lead until somebody else is raised up to lead it. There you go. That's what you, that's what you say yes to. Yep. And, 
in the body of Christ, unfortunately, we've said yes to religion and structures and systems. And we think, well, when I get behind the pulpit, I've arrived. And now I just get to hang back and everybody else. I just go preach. Okay, then I will say this real quick and I'll shut up. Uh But as leaders myself, I'm talking about me. Okay. Sometimes I want other people to step up, Hannah. I want other people to do things. Okay. But when people have done it, all right, I'll do that. Then in the back of my mind, sometimes I think, that ain't really, really how you're supposed to do that. So it's almost as leaders, sometimes as leaders, brother Aaron, I'm mm-hmm. talking about myself. Sure. We want other people to do things. But then when they don't do it exactly to our specs, we think, I'm, I'll just do it next time. Well, if somebody's going to be new at something, we as leaders are going to have to give them a moment mm-hmm. to really learn how to sure. do things. Yeah. yeah. You know, so, I mean, I'm not talking about our salvation. Salvation, mm-hmm. there's only one way. I'm talking about things within the within the body or within discipleship or within things like that that can serve how you wash this or how you clean this or how mm-hmm. you do this or how you do that. I'm reminded about uh, my, my wife when she uh, was in school. She would work here at the station for like Brother Ron or whatever, and she would vacuum. And she was vacuuming or whatever, and Brother Ron said, well, let me, uh, as your leader, I want to show you exactly how I would like you to vacuum it. You know what I'm saying? The lines and how do different things because there is a thing. I believe we should try to please our Father, our Heavenly Father for sure. And if we're working for somebody, we should be able to do it like they want us to do it. But if they show us like he showed Rachel that time, then okay, that's what I need to do. But if you don't show them how to do it, and like we was talking about earlier, and you expect them to do it your way, how are they going to know if you don't show them? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And it's easy to be so busy you don't do that. That's right. Um, I mean, yeah, because you got this, you got, yeah. Yeah, right. But I'm glad that you brought that up because I think there's a level of, like, teaching in that. Like, I think the Lord teaches leaders through that moment. That's it. And humbles the leaders. and And not only humbles, but teaches the leader how to have grace and how to actually teach through that right. instead mm-hmm. of just automatically you know That's good, well yeah. they can't do because i think it's it's always it's helping both i really do and if the leader is able to take a step step back and but offer help when it's needed yeah. or show when it's needed but not automatically say okay i'm just gonna do it but letting them and almost like a father i mean yeah. you think about it that's what a, a father would do with, with their child that was learning something new Yep. You know, Amen. if you just automatically take over and say, okay, I'm going to do that. Like, for example, I know we have to go to break, but um, I always think about like, especially like men, I feel like a lot of mothers and fathers, like, <laughs> I don't know. I've just seen like with cleaning and things like that. Like I've heard so many times I've heard this from Ethan, but I've heard it from other people that, well, my mom just would take over and not let me do like, they wouldn't <laughs> let me do laundry. They wouldn't let me do this because th- my mom was just like, just let me do it. You're not doing it the right way. And so you just think about that. But then if, if, you know, moms never give them the opportunity, then that's a, a kid who grows up and doesn't know how to do a life yeah. skill. Yeah, right. You know, like we have to allow our, um, our kids to, mess up and show them the right way instead yeah. of just not letting them do it at all yeah. or oh, yeah. same same principle yep yeah well let's do our first question of the morning then we'll come back and maybe continue some yeah. of this talk on leadership then it. we got man on monday and then we got a cool guest with the we testimony awesome later on yeah, at 8 30 um so tuesday question number one sponsored by the sicilian bank and we appreciate the sicilian bank for being an underwriter and sponsor of the box two radio network 
What was the name of the mountain where Abraham took Isaac to be sacrificed? What was the name of the mountain where Abraham took Isaac to be sacrificed? 270-257-2689. We'll be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. Welcome back in on this beautiful, beautiful 7-Eleven because they're open from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. Uh, so we're going to officially look into changing the name of Bethel Fellowship to 24-7. Um, <laughs> so, but no, it is good. And we don't have an answer yet for the trivia question. So if you want to get your name in for the drawing this Friday for a two-week, for this two-week period for a $25 Dollar General gift card, we'd love for you to call in and get your name in. What was the name of the mountain where Abraham took Isaac to be sacrificed? Two seven zero two five seven two six eight nine. Also, if you want to engage or interact with the broadcast, you can do that by texting me at two seven zero two three zero six three three seven. Amen. Amen. Well, we've been talking about Jesus and the leadership. We didn't get very far in John chapter thirteen, but I do love the whole foot washing issue. Was for me just surrounding what proper leadership is and how servanthood is happening and service leadership is supposed to be the thing that we take to heart and we lead by in the body of Christ without a hesitation. Um, I always stick to what I heard T.D. Jake say when I was like 18 years old. If you can walk past a piece of trash and not stop and pick it up, you're not a man of God. And I just, I took it to heart. So, well, that's it. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. That's for sure, man. I mean, it's just so, uh, even people that are, box uh, the radio is there. You do this by serving. Not yet, and then good. they, don't expect nothing. It's just amazing. So I mean, yep. you know, yeah, we could go on and on and, and on about how how great our God is. I, I, you know, but He wants us to do the same. As He went away, He said, "Greater things that so I done that you can do." Today, yes, so. yeah, with so, the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Um, I think I just love how Jesus flips everything upside down because if you think about it, yeah, our culture, yeah, you know, of what Aaron was saying before the break, um, it, the expectation in the world eyes is serving man lifting man up Um, if you're important or have high status or fame you know whatever it may be in those days you know the high religious leaders or they expected the messiah to be like this military figure that was gonna just slay all the giants and (laughs) um and just come and be violent really is what it seemed like come and just be destructive but seeing the love and the serving and everything that Jesus was just, they just couldn't wrap their minds around it because they weren't expecting that. And it, it totally went against all the things, even the religious things, you know, it definitely went against the world's um, like perspective of what they, what they thought was important, but it even went against the religious mindset of what they always expected. Yeah. And so I think we still see that today, but like, I'm just thankful that Jesus gives us this picture that like, even the most, technically the most important person in the room that the world would think would be the most important person or that religious people would think is still like, this is what we're supposed to do. Serving, like laying ourselves down, dying to ourself as brother Billy will (laughs) talk about. And truly, it's truly dying to ourself. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. If Jesus can do it, then why can't we? That's right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Well, we have an answer for our trivia question. Mr. Billy Lastly well, got that there right. there he is. Yep. Well, so, just so, as we spoke about that's him. That's right. <laughs> I'm so glad Josh taught me how to say his last name for the real thing. <laughs> he's, 
He said it's a, when he pulled me aside and he said it's okay. Everybody mispronounces, but it's lastly, not Lashley. Yeah, and I'm it. like, oh, well, <laughs> okay. Uh, think about it is there's a Billy Lashley. Yeah, in Grayson County. So I mean, a lot of, there for a while. You know, several years ago, they'd be like, uh, I said no, lastly. <laughs> so you did, you know, there is one over there. So yeah, but uh, well. Anyway. You got your mana on Monday on Tuesday. I do, I do. If you it's like the only can... mana that is permissible to stay over till the next day. Oh well, yeah. This mana doesn't rot the next day. That's right. That's right. <laughs> it, it's a keeping mana, right? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so here we go. Now, uh, mana on Monday that I put out on Facebook on Monday morning, but uh, this here uh, on Tuesday morning. So we're gonna go ahead and read that for those that maybe not have Facebook but listen to the program. So we're going to go to 2 Corinthians 13, verse 5. It says, Examine yourselves whether you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves. How that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. That's a question. And here's my take on it. I know most time I like to ask a question in these posts. All right? But the scripture has a great question here. So go back and... Uh, read that about the reprobates, except you be reprobates question. So who are you? There are some of you that are probably listening right now that this I can see the evidence of your life backs up the faith you have in Jesus. To be honest, there's probably some that are listening that this, that there isn't any evidence at all. The only thing I'm calling out this morning is the work of the enemy and how sin has become a blindfold Right, everything the body of Christ for us to hide behind as we do a so called examination. You see, some think, okay, I examine myself and I'm all right. So then I said, really? According to what? Your own pleasures and desires to look appealing to the world. Give me a break, is what I told them there on Facebook. I said, you know. They their own pleasures. They oftentimes they seek their own, and I'm like, come on, give me a break. Examine ourselves according to the Word of God, and then allow His Word to direct us in the way we should be. So, who's in the faith? I'm calling you out this morning. This week, start right now. This week, choose to walk closer to God than ever before. I'm afraid that too many have actually taken examination many times, but still never get past where you've always been. This examination is not according to man's standards. It's according to God's. Don't be distracted by previous setbacks, but be more determined to look the enemy right in the eye and say, here's proof that what Jesus has done for me is something that is forever, and from this day forward, I'm going to continue in his word to prove what he has done for me and that he can do the same for you. Have you ever heard the saying, I don't have to prove anything to anyone? We need to prove ourselves to so we need to prove ourselves so people can see Jesus in us. So let's go ahead and just think about that again. The word says what it says so we will do what we need to do. Be strong, stay strong, we strong. You see, so I mean, I don't know why, but when I read that I thought about how um that I ain't gotta prove nothing to nobody. But actually, our life better prove that we love Jesus. Yeah. And that reprobate there, I believe, why did it, you know, that is a word that I told somebody here probably a couple months ago about becoming a reprobate. 
more or less a hard heart toward the Lord because it says there at the end of that, it says how that Jesus Christ is in you. Okay, great. Except ye be reprobates. Mm -hmm. You see, so somebody that is more or less got a hard heart don't want to listen. They've they've had opportunity after opportunity. Not that God don't love them. The thing about it is, I mean, they've had opportunity after opportunity. Keep going, do this. Keep going, do that. And I know that we got that we must forgive as our Father forgive. You know, seven times seventy times seven. I think is what it says in a day. But see, yet there's people that harden their hearts to become what they've become a reprobate. So we must examine our own selves. See, this ain't something that you that you line up with the word. That's how you line it up. See, with so many people have tried to line it up with each other. Well, I need to do this like this one. I need to do that like that one. Hey, do it like Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so that's just, you know, kind of where I'm at with that as far as, you know, knowing what we need to be doing on a daily basis. This is like a daily examination of where we're at with the Lord right now. Yeah. So. Amen. I love that about the proving because I think we do need to prove for other people's, for a, to, for Amen. our witness to others. Um, but I think the the reason why people are tempted to say, well, I don't have to prove anything to anybody is because they've only done it the wrong way. They've only tried to prove things to people to please people yeah. instead of proving what God has done to please God. Right. Because it pleases him when we have a good witness, when we are when we're ref truly reflecting him in the right ways. Yeah. But if we're not reflecting him in the right ways, then everything will get off balance. So I, lo I love that. Right. Yeah. Uh, we had one text I missed a little bit earlier. I want to get in there. Uh, Brother Adam Burton said, a spiritual father should want their spiritual sons to outshine them. Now, I think it all ties together because at the end of the day, too, when you're when a spiritual father should be proving themselves before the spiritual sons and daughters and, mm -hmm. and walking that life of holiness and walking that life of completeness and showing and demonstrating what it is just as Jesus did before. And so I, I just couldn't agree more. And I love that showing and I love the proving and, a, um, and I, I think that the body of Christ is finally entering a season of true holiness and true walking. Cool. I think for so long we equated it to just the list of rules. Yeah. You know, this is what you do. This is what you don't do. And that's what we've made holiness. That's and really what we produced was a, a generation of legalism because they were only doing the rules to be right. Come on. Well, your rules don't make you right. Jesus makes you right. And because right. Jesus has made you right now, you want to follow the follow his heart and follow his commandments. That's it. And but if you're doing a rule to be right, not because you are right then you're missing the point. And that's, the, that's to me, the difference between legalism and holiness yep. mm -hmm. is um, I'm not trying to walk in the ways of the Lord to be right. I'm walking in the ways of the Lord because Jesus has made me right. Amen. And I think that should be the perspective that we're going. And, and really, for me, my proving is that Jesus had already made me right. And Romans 6 is, my, Romans 6 is one of my favorite scriptures because... It's saying you're not a slave to righteous. I mean, to unrighteousness, but you're a slave to righteousness. Point. That's like, it. You're proving your servant or your master or your Lord because now He has made you right, and the only thing that happens in me as a byproduct is that I operate and I act right and I prove what Jesus has done in my heart. Amen, brother. Yeah. And so, yeah, I love that. I think people get it backwards, like thinking that proving means 
you're earning something. Mm -hmm. But it's not that at all. Proving is just showing the evidence of what he's done. Yep. That's good. Amen. Exactly. And, um, and I think, I think that's something the church, I think when you're always trying to prove to earn and you're trying to prove to get right, it's frustrating. You're, 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 you're unequipped. You never get there. You never feel like, all right, all right, good day. There's always something else. And like Martin Luther, right before the Reformation, and he he nailed the 95 Thesis to the door, this is where he was at. Like he would go into a room and pray for 13 hours because he needed to repent. And then he'd finally start to feel a little release, walk out of the room, something else would happen, and then he would go back to the room for 13 hours. He never felt freedom. He never felt complete. He never felt whole. And that's religion. Religion never wants you to feel like you know him. Right. Religion yeah. always wants you to feel like you're striving to know him. Mm-hmm. And Martin Luther then went to teach the Book of Romans to a group of students at the seminary. And he started to say, well, this book's teaching me a different gospel than you all taught me. And he met Jesus. And he didn't start. He, he didn't keep going in the room for 13 hours trying to be right with Jesus. He would disappear to be with Jesus. And that's the significant thing. And the difference between, for me, the gospel and religion is that religion teaches me to go be with Jesus, to get right with Jesus. So, I mean, to go to prayer, to get right with Jesus. But the gospel's made a way for me to commune with Jesus. And if you look at the model prayer, people get so upset when I say this. But repentance is actually pretty well down. It's a pretty good ways down there. Our Father who art in heaven, what's that? Yeah. It's saying our 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 relationship. I'm coming to you as dad. You're my father. I'm in communion with you. I'm coming here as a son, just chatting yeah. with his dad. Um, you there's no one like you. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. There's no one like you. It's a praise. It's an adoration. And I mean, it's several lines down still from even that, that repentance starts to happen. Right. But for us in the, in the body is we lead with that all the time. Like it's the very first thing because ultimately here's what we're trying to do is we're trying to earn God's favor and get him to listen to our prayer. Wow. And we think that us, that we are the reason he's going to answer to the prayer. It is not that. What's the Bible said? It is by the blood of the Lamb that we draw nigh, that we draw near. Amen. And if we try to approach him any other way or with any other gift other than Jesus, then is, I mean, it's, it's the filthy rags. That's right. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think repentance is a big deal. Yes. But my repentance is not the reason Jesus loves me. Mm -mm. My repentance is a byproduct of the fact that Jesus first loved me. Yeah, right. And, and so. because of knowing that, uh, you know, you accept that like it's a, you know, he chooses you. Mm-hmm. He's chosen all of us, really. But the thing about it is, what are we going to do with that? Yeah. What are, are we going to step into the anointing he has for us? Are we going to step into the calling he has for us? You know, and it's not about us, you know, thinking every day, oh, Lord, what am I doing? Almost like we're walking on eggshells. Oh, if I do anything wrong, this is going to happen. If I do anything wrong, that's going to happen. But no, it's about us having that relationship just like that you know i mean i know that's the most important relationship that i'm going to have is a relationship with jesus but also you know my relationship with my wife my relationship with my daughter you know just like growing up you know we was talking about fathers and everything or you know earlier and you know i'm reminded about when uh maddie was growing up or when 
you know, you try to uh, teach her something or try to instruct her or something. I remember many a time Rachel pulled me to the side and said, listen, she's a girl. You're going to, you know, your voice just is so overbearing. It acts like you're hollering at her all the time. But she just was so, you know, so distracted by, scared maybe my voice, me not really fussing, but just the tone of what I was saying. So we must understand that as we pray, and you was talking about uh, praying out or whatever, you know, many a times I think, well, the Lord hears our prayer as long as we're praying. Mm-hmm. You know, no, you know, I love to be loud, brother, and you know that, you, you know. So, but think about it is in my prayer time with the Lord, a lot of times, Sister Jane, I, I would, I'm not really all that loud because I know he's there with me anyway. Yeah. You know, I'm praying to him. I'm just talking to him, meditating upon the Lord, you know. But um, knowing that, hey, that listen, he can, he can hears our prayer, but he wants to see what we do with it too. Mm-hmm. He wants to see what yeah. we do with it. He wants so. to see our faith. That's right. But I do think, oh, how much time we have? Okay, we have a little bit. Um, <laughs> I I have seen, and I think we've had this conversation. I don't know if we had it on morning on the morning broadcast, but about our faith almost being like people have made their ability to have faith greater they they view their own strength their own faith as greater than what god is actually his power to do Mm -hmm. what they're having faith for because ultimately the only reason we're able to have faith is because of him because he chose us come on because he sought us out it's not our faith how much faith we have that's so great it's him that's so great and having faith is just the activation of what we believe of of what he's done it's just us stepping towards him really and Mm -hmm. trusting him that's right yeah um and i just thought about um you know as we're talking about you know like the striving and the earning you know some thinking that they have to earn you know the things from the lord um if that was the case then why why did jesus say like so many times like with the woman with the issue of blood like um saying that her her faith has made her well go in peace you know like and she was considered not okay she was considered unclean you know but if jesus said that to her and jesus says that to us when he saved us we're born again he's transformed us then we don't have to keep getting saved we don't have to keep getting right with him because we were made right with him just like she was and he said go in peace and i think he wants us to have i don't think i know that he wants us to have that peace and really how how can we have peace if we're always striving and thinking that we're not right with him you know like wow. that's yeah. not we don't have peace in that oh. that's good right there hannah blessed assurance um miss gail says the way we live our life should be a witness in itself to our faith in jesus by pleasing him that's also where our joyful life comes from uh, miss gail it's always wonderful to hear from you um, we've deemed her the most encouraging woman in the world. Um, <laughs> That's for sure. And then Brother Wells has chimed in. I was just talking to Roger yesterday, Brother Wells, about how much I miss you because I felt like I haven't heard from Brother Wells in months. And so I'm glad to hear from Brother Wells this morning. It's a, um, we love Brother Wells. Brother Ron, you call him Dr. Wells. Um, so if you're not doing right, is that proving you're not right? Well, there is a you'll know them by their fruit. So, That's right. Um Again, you show me your faith. Um, you know, you say you have faith, but not works. Well, I'll show you my faith by my works. Yeah, my works are not earning my faith. My works are actually demonstrating my faith. Come on. And if you have no works, maybe it's a demonstration of the fact you have no faith. And 
Um, it's not being hard. That's realistic because I've, I've yeah. looked in the mirror in my own life and said, Aaron, you don't have much going on right now. Where's your faith? Where's your relationship? And I say this a lot. Well, I've said this a lot behind the pulpit the last few weeks. And um, for those who hear me say it all the time, I'm sorry to say it again, but there's people who may not hear it. Um, I really do feel like if sin has a root in our life, it's because prayer doesn't. Wow. And if we are praying people, usually sin loses its grip. I mean, that's, that's I mean, it's just it. Like, and we want to say that sin's more powerful. Well, I can tell you this. Anytime there's sin developing in my life, anytime there's even a pattern of sin or something that's gripping a hold, and that's not always, you know, people think, well, what are you, like, what are you watching? When you, I'm not even talking about that all the time. Like, sometimes it is what you're watching. Sometimes it is what you're listening to. Sometimes it's what you're doing or what you're smoking or whatever. Like, sometimes that is, but sometimes it's anger. Sometimes it's anxiety. Sometimes it's fear. And whenever I see those things coming in my life, usually it's a reflection of my prayer life. Right. And it's a reflection of my word, um, getting into the word. It's a reflection of communion with him. And if that's strong, usually sin doesn't. But the question is, what am I submitting my members to? Um, because I'm not bound to anything by the grace of God because he has set us free. Mm-hmm. We freely walk in covenant with it. Yeah. And we have the power by the Holy Spirit who lives in me to conquer death, hell, and grave. And that includes sin. And so Jesus has beat it all, and he says, I have overcome the world, therefore you overcome the world. Amen. And I have just found in my own life most of the time, 99.999999% of the time, when I'm in sin, it's because I'm not in prayer. Wow. And there's just no other way to say it for me. No, I mean, I I think I'll always remember that about that root, man. It's pretty awesome. And, you know, it's so, and I tell people this quite a bit when I hear a word come out of somebody else's mouth about this or about that, I say, listen, I've always known that, but I've never really heard that like that. You know what I'm saying? It's something you know, but, I mean, I'm thankful for how the Lord gives us um, little nuggets, I guess you could say, of how it can help us to further our walk with him about yeah. hey where what kind of root what are you growing mm-hmm. what kind of root you got you know and so therefore you know because it goes to the root yeah because that's what i'm saying when a, a verse of scripture t- says take the axe to the root i know many a time when you pull weeds or whatever and if you don't get the root out it ain't going to be very long it's going to be right back and yeah. so that's what we got to do amen. amen amen love it well uh I see here. We only got a couple more minutes. I was going to read. We have still some questions left from yesterday that we didn't get to. Um, and I don't know if we have time to really tackle one before the break. Um, maybe we can, we'll start it. There you go. And then we'll finish That'll it. That'll work. Uh, does the term shaken in mind in Second Thessalonians 2 to refer to spiritual warfare? So we can, um, if, when we come back from the break, we will read Second Thessalonians 2 to. We'll get ready for that during the break, and then we'll come back and discuss, does that mean Does that mean spiritual warfare? And so uh, we'll cover that right after the break. Miss Gail said, also people are desperately seeking happiness. We need to show Jesus' love in our everyday life so others will want what you have. Amen and amen. And then Joey Sashin, his dad joke of the day in there on vacation enjoying the water and sun and all that good stuff. I'm so happy they get to spend time together as a family. Amen. How does the moon cut his hair? How? He clips it. 
<laughs> I say that as the dad jokes are told here sign is right in front of the face. I love it, Josh. I love it. I love it. Uh, Rachel got that. It's probably been over a month ago. I just ain't brought it in, and she got it for us. And I say, well, finally I remembered it today. So there it is. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love it as much as I love your short arms. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I still don't think they're that short. It's all right. Um, I think somebody just had a vendetta, and they needed. To, they was trying to make you feel bad, Josh. I think your arms are completely proportionate to your body. Well, I'm glad you do, brother. That's awesome. Yeah. If I got you, if I got your encouragement, that's all I need, brother. Well, you got mine. <laughs> I went and changed a thing about your arms. You are wonderfully and fearfully created Amen. an image hey, of God. Encouragement, that's an encouraging it. word does outweigh the other negative words. Yeah, there you go. I'm so. just, I'm just trying to say, like, okay, ninety five percent, of the time, I live by the WWJD. What would Jesus do? Yeah. The other one percent is. W-W-G-S. What would Gail say? Um, <laughs> and so... <laughs> I'm loving it. I'm learning that 1%. Oh, um, so Gail say? <laughs> so um, that's kind of where I'm at. Yep. Like sometimes when I'm talking to people in the back of my... you know she would encourage. Yeah. Right? yeah. So in the back of my head, I'm thinking, what would Miss Gail say right now? Because that's kind of what I want to say. I feel like they need encouragement. So Miss, we need like Miss Gale flashcards um, so that we can practice how to be encouraging. I would love that. <laughs> I'll make them. Miss <laughs> Gale, let's get together one day and let's make some of these. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. Well, we, let's read our second trivia question of the morning and then we will come back after the break. Tuesday question number two, sponsored by Higdon Land Surveying. What was engraved on the headband of the high priest that Aaron was to wear when he ministered? What was engraved on the headband of the high priest that Aaron was to wear when he ministered? 270-257-2689. We'll be right back here after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. All righty, we are back here on Mornings of Box 2 Radio. This is a day that the Lord has made. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood here at the Box 2 Radio Studios in McDaniels, Kentucky, where we have one caution light, two Dollar Generals, and a family dollar and Dollar Tree coming in. Open. It's getting there. It is. It's, I've seen them put the sign and everything. What does it say about your community if you have more Dollar Generals than caution lights? <laughs> <laughs> Only a P.O. Box 2 area. Can that happen? <laughs> Hence the Box 2 radio network. Uh, uh, but good stuff. We have an answer for that trivia question. We're so sorry that Joey's too slow um, to, on the dial. You know, it was, it was in his defense, he is on vacation, soaking in the sun. He did get in there, but he only lost to Brother Dwayne Kidd. Um, so, Brother I mean, Dwayne Kidd. it was Kidd. back to back. Like, it was right right as the one phone call ended, the other one came in. Yeah. So, Pastor Dwayne got the answer right. Holiness to the Lord, Exodus twenty eight thirty six. And here's the thing that people, here's the thing that gets it, is there's no way, there's no way to avoid, in our understanding, the one and a half to two second delay on the app. It's about a two to three, it's realistically about two to three second delay. It's just what that's the only way you can do it. And so you kind of have a disadvantage if you're listening via the app if somebody's really quick to the draw. Uh, yeah, hey, for I'll, the trivia. Yeah, exactly. Because I will, I do remember when there was like a seven to 10 second gap a few years ago. Yeah. And I used to blame that all the time because I worked in Louisville, uh -huh. listening to the app. 
and I used to tell Brother Ron, I said, listen, it's a good thing it's seven to ten seconds, because if not, I get every one of them. Is what I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just use it to your advantage. So. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Uh, Joey, Joey missed the dad joke of the day yesterday, so he sent me another one. You want another one? I want another one. Uh, dad, did you get a haircut? He said, no, I got them all cut. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that would be a dead joke. Hey, so speaking of haircut, then, I got to share this thing. Oh, did you get a haircut? I did the other day, be honest with you. I love it. I said, but look, but look. Okay, because this reminded me of myself, you know. Yeah. Really, you know, I'm suffering with this hair stuff. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> I got a haircut probably not a week and a half ago, right before the wedding. And so, since my daughter, you know, has moved to Butler County or whatever, and she works in Litchfield at a hair studio there, and uh, she said, do you need a haircut? I said, yep, I sure do. I said, how many bald guys do you know gets a haircut every week just so they can see their daughter? That's what I wanted to know. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, but come to find out, she said, well, since you're coming to get a haircut, there's a box at the house I need. <laughs> so could you bring it to me? I said, so really, you didn't want to give me a haircut. You didn't want to see me. You just wanted to box the house. Didn't you? Yep. Oh. I said, but I'm still taking it as, hey, I'm a bald guy getting a haircut every week because I want to see my daughter. I'm, so, a, anyway. I'm a bald guy getting his haircut every week to give his daughter a box. <laughs> All right. Uh, uh, That's uh, Joe, a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, that is. Only he could think of that. Yeah. Huh? Only he could think of that that quick. Uh, Joey says August 6th. Also, he's going to be preaching at Mount Zion for the homecoming there. That's awesome. Down the road. Amen? Yep. All righty. Well, we are progressing forward with our question of Second Thessalonians chapter, was it chapter 2? Yep, chapter 2, verse 2. All right. You got it for us? Yes. Read it for us. It says, That ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word, nor by letter as far from us. As from us, by letter is from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. You know, Brother Aaron, I was uh, I was trying to look up a few things as we was going to break. And I always just love to see how he started out this passage of Scripture in the first verse. It says, Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him. So they are encouraging them. They're beseeching them. They're telling them about this. So, and he's saying, so more than likely when a word is given through scripture or even in a church, through you, Brother Aaron, preaching or pastor, uh, we understand that, listen, that be not shaken in mind. That means for whatever reason, people were shaken right now. People maybe uh, were on a point of shaking in their mind of losing the of being distracted mm -hmm. you know oftentimes we talk about an awakening coming on right now in the church the church is being shaken back to where it needs to be but this here the people's minds were shaken to the point of hey you know it's almost like they was losing distraction he was encouraging them to say hey don't be shaken you know yeah. these things that are about to happen these things you know or be troubled you know, I preached at Huffsfield Sunday night. Talk about a, a troubling. But, you know, not all trouble is a bad trouble. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, not all trouble is a bad trouble. When the angel come down and troubled the water, that was a good trouble. Yeah. Because what was taking place there. Yeah. See, so not all trouble is bad. You know, in verse 2, though, you have to understand what Paul is saying in this whole context. Because 
if you go on to verse 2 by either, I'm going to read from the ESV, by a spirit or a spoken word or a letter seeming to be from us. The church at Thessalonica was having an issue. Come on. There were some people actually writing letters on behalf of Paul saying that Jesus had already come and they missed it. They were left. They were not of him. And so they, um, the church at Thessalonica was kind of like in freakout mode. So they were shaken. Is this an aspect of spiritual warfare? Well, the enemy's definitely using using things to try to distract them, destroy them, to get them upset, to get them discouraged, to get them distracted, to whatever, whatever he can do, he will use whatever he can to prevent you from moving forward in Christ and walking with him. And that's what was happening to the church. They thought they missed the coming of Jesus. Come on. And so Paul is actually educating them on the coming of Jesus and telling them, you have not missed it. But they were shaken in mind. They were alarmed. There was people that were sending letters to the church of Thessalonica saying that Jesus had come and they had missed him and they were signing Paul's name. And so Paul was basically saying, whether it seemed to be a letter written by us, whether it was a spirit, like these kind of stuff happens. Like if you look at Joseph Smith and Mormonism, Joseph Smith had an encounter, like with an angel, he thought. But this was not an angel. And Paul's giving them this thing, don't be shaken, don't be alarmed, don't be led astray. Um, Joseph Smith was not the only one. Over in history, over and over and over, we have spirits, unquote, 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 that would show up to people and lead them astray. Or there was people that was coming around and saying stuff in Paul's name, or Apollos' name, or Peter's name, or John's name, or anybody's name. And leading people astray, and Paul is fixing all this. Paul's actually trying to give the church of Thessalonica a rest. He's, he's sitting here saying, he has not come yet. This is still has to happen. This is still going to happen. The Antichrist spirit, yeah, it's here, but there's going to be some other things. The, the man of lawlessness is going to be revealed. Like All of these things are happening in the book of Thessalonica and Thessalonians in first and second. And so they were shaken in mind, and was it an aspect of spiritual warfare? I believe it was. But I don't think it's the kind of spiritual warfare that we think it is. Yeah. Um, and so, I, and I do love how you point out there's different kind of shakings. Yeah. There's shakings that are, they're terrified and you're literally, you're yeah. shook, you're shook. Um, and then there's sometimes that the Lord will shake things. Yeah. And there's portions of the text that will say, I forgot, is it Zephaniah? Zephaniah? Is that where it's at where he will shake everything that can be shaken? Where's that at no test? I don't think it is Zephaniah, but... Um, it's in there. Yes. Uh, and it, and yes, it, he will it shake. In there. And so that context is basically saying everything that's not of him, when he shakes, it will fall. And um, for me, and I'm going to shut up, Hannah, and you can say something. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever they put the ark in the temple of Dagon, and they kept waking up, and Dagon was on his face. To me, that was a shakening. To me, that was saying, this thing cannot be, this thing cannot stand. And the Lord, when you try to put his glory with something else and the shakening comes from the glory, nothing can stand absent of his glory and of him. And so I think that's, I think there's, I love the shakening thing. Amen. No, no, keep going. (laughs) (laughs) I just, um, I don't want to, I have a tendency to dominate the conversation, so. Well, I, I mean, try to give poor Hannah a chance to talk every once in a while. <laughs> Between me and you on Tuesday, there's like I, I've heard it before. Say so y'all don't ever let Hannah talk. I mean, come on. <laughs> you know what I? You know I got Hannah to do what? Um, Hannah's going to teach on a Wednesday night. That's awesome. August when, August the second. August the second. Yeah. Okay. 
All right. Yep. She's so going to do it. We need to be announcing that too, right? Yep. Yeah. It's the one time she don't have to worry about me talking over her. <laughs> <laughs> August 2nd. All right. August that the 2nd. Great. She's going to teach awesome. on a Wednesday night. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I'm excited for that. And yeah. Um, But yeah, the, the shaking is happening. But yes. in this regard, I think they are shaking because they were lied to. Yep. And rightfully, I mean, like they were still learning all this. Like, right. We've had a lot of studying into this. And so, um, because we have 2020 vision, because we get to see it looking back. You know, yeah. we get to see what they were teaching. We kind of see the full picture of what's going to happen. They were learning on the go. Right. And if somebody come in there and said, hey, you missed the coming of Jesus. Yeah. And you were still learning how everything played out. And it seemingly looked like it was from Paul, who's your spiritual father and leader and apostle. Like, what would you do? Yeah. You'd be like, oh, my gosh. What do wow. we do? We missed it. Like, I, I don't think they were shaken because of a lack of faith. They were shaken because they were deceived. Wow. And um, and that's why we always have to be watchful. Yes. We have to be on guard. That's for sure. And let me just say this for the 7,716,000 time. This is why it's important to be in the Word. Because yeah. you must be founded. Amen. And if the Lord did not want us to know the Word, He wouldn't have gave us the Word. Yep. But he gave the word for us to have a solid foundation. That's right. And truth that we can stand on. Because, yeah. I mean, a lot of people, they just, and there's too many like this. And to be honest with you, probably in every church, they just wait for the pastor to give them the word. Uh -huh. They just wait for a teacher or an evangelist or a preacher to give them the word, maybe on a Sunday morning or maybe on a Wednesday night or whatever, without ever opening the word up themselves. Yeah. You see, so really you're dependent upon somebody else to feed you what you need to be fed but really what needs to happen is we must understand that Box this world is right. for all of us mm -hmm. so that because we need I as am, pastors and as right ministers now, so, um, you know um, I'm we're going to have uh, brother mike's daughter here in a little bit on with us but brother mike is somebody that will always text me and text me about a verse of scripture and this and hannah be honest with you at the time uh -huh. I may not exactly know what it really saying, well, mm -hmm. but as I begin to read it, it's almost Mariah, like you know, it becomes more week, real so. to me, and uh, I'm able to uh, actually it? learn more like that and uh, uh, give him what I think yeah, that it means. Roger's and it helps him and it okay, helps yeah. me as well. But yeah, call so, Roger. I mean, you know, and that's he'll, like I say, he'll, and he'll oftentimes being a leader or being like a teacher or somebody, even Bethel here in many places got vacation Bible schools coming up. What do you need? You need volunteers to help. But if you got people stepping in there to help, when you're helping, you're also going to open your word up more. You're going to learn mm -hmm. a little bit more. It's almost like, hey, I know what's in you, and I'm just trying to, you know, make sure that you have all the resources and all the availability to do what's actually inside of you. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's good. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, with this warfare, I, I think this is definitely warfare because anytime you're being deceived, anytime, you know, shaken in mind, that our mind is the is a battle battlefield yeah really right. um and warfare always attacks the mind the deception the confusion the chaos and in the mind if we will keep renewing our mind if we don't use the word then our mind will get so clouded and it'll be hard to know what to believe or what to not to believe come on um and then our mind will also change the way we we behave change the way we love our spouse our families our people around us i mean the mind really is an important place that's why yeah. we really have to renew our mind um but 
yeah, I, I just think that that's why the, the word is our weapon. Wow. Weapon. Weapon. Yeah, mm. like the word is a weapon. And I think even, you know, when Megan Fortner was here, she talked about like she gave specific scriptures that she uses to fight against these lies that come into her mind or maybe actual people that are, you know, the enemy is using people just like here to deceive and, and, and to lie and make people believe things that aren't true. Um, that's why we have the word because the word is the same yesterday, today tomorrow it. it never changes so we Amen. can always fight with the word because that's what helps us stay true and know what's a lie what's the truth and keeps us from being shaken um, in the mind like it's talking about here and I'm so thankful and I think even I know we've talked about and I don't I don't know how much time we have here I could probably we could get into this for a whole nother broadcast but we've talked about even with worship music like making sure that the lyrics are biblical making sure that um, things are lining up with scripture because when we're singing scripture there's power in that when we're singing scriptural things we're we are fighting with the word we're fighting with the truth and we're singing truth or just declaring truth over our lives um but sometimes that's i think we have to be mindful of making sure that things we're listening to people we're listening to songs that we're singing yeah. all of that is lined up with the scripture because if we're declaring things that aren't scriptural then that that brings confusion that brings deception but right. if we're declaring words that are from the scripture the truth of jesus then that is it's powerful it really is a like a sword yep. yeah that's awesome and you know um if you look at the church of thessalonica and you look at when who you know who the book of thessalonians is written to second thessalonians was probably written somewhere around 50 a.d um it was it was not a book that was wrote late it was an earlier book and so if you're talking about eschatology and you're talking about all these things, they wouldn't have had the insight of, per se, revelation. They wouldn't have the insight of some other things that would have been written a little bit later um, to go off of. And yeah. this is why it's so important as believers today to feel the, um, the blessing right. and the honor and the opportunity is to have the word in front of us. Like, for instance, um, one of the cries of the Reformation was to get the Bible into the hands of even the plow person. Like, they want everybody to have the Word. Because for so long, the Word was isolated to a select few people who could read Latin or lead, read Greek or something like that. And they were wanting to expand it out. And right. if one morning we may just do this, one morning we may just work through how the Bible got to us in English. Because most people do not know. Yeah. I'll just be honest with you. Most people don't know everything that happened. Right. And it is a adventure. And um, and how many people died? How many people was persecuted? How many people was ostracized from the church? How many people yeah. were condemned because they were writing the Bible in English? And today we have Bibles sitting in our shelves that are more dusty than anything in our house because we're not picking it up because we think, well, preacher's going to preach it to me on Sunday yep, it, or I can watch my three-minute TikTok of how this scripture says this. Let me, let me just tell you this. Like, I can take one scripture probably and spend five days studying it. Yeah. And I'm not against TikTok. I'm not against Facebook shorts or whatever their YouTube shorts or Facebook, right. whatever, right. watch. I don't, I mean, like, I'm thankful people's doing stuff like that. We've yeah. talked about doing stuff like that here, doing little two or three minute videos on videos and things and stuff like that. I'm not against that. Just don't be deceived into thinking you have everything you need to know about the word because you watch a three minute video on that scripture. 
dive into it um, and and eat of it, feast on it, get it in your soul, get it in your heart. Let the word of God be written, not just on your, not just in your thinking ideology, but on your heart, like let it be here. Um, and I'm telling you, if, if we'll have a strong prayer life and if we're in the word, sin, as I said earlier, loses its grip, we're changed, we're transformed, desires are shifted. Um, a church who's in the word yeah. is a church that's going to be growing. That's it. And it's not always numbers. It's not. maturity. That's it. It's consistency. Amen. And um, and so one of these days, I, I have to do a little refreshing. I could probably give you an overview of the whole Bible in English. Yeah. But I would like, if we're going to do it, I would probably actually study on that and just update my dates and get everything in there because right. it is a journey. And, yeah. you know, like the King James was not the first English Bible. Most people think it was. It wasn't even close to the first mm-hmm. English Bible. There were several before it. Not trying to trash. Don't no. Nobody get upset. Okay, nobody gets mad. <laughs> Why did uh, you look at me when you said no, that? No, I, just, I can just hear it now. People turned off. You. People turned off the dial right. Oh no, Miss Kelly, yeah. she's coming for us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and um, and so it's just a wonderful. It's a wonderful. But it's also convicting to me right. that so many people paid such a high price for me to have a Bible that sits on the shelf. Yeah, wow. And so that's it. Go ahead. You have no, some. I, well, I got a text. Josh didn't text in. He said, People today are just like the people of Israel, waiting for Moses to go to the mountain to get the word. He said, I want to be like Moses and be so close to God that you can see the glory on me. Amen. And that I'm the one that goes through the word. You know what I'm saying? And that's, that's all our mentality needs to be. Mm-hmm. We need to all go get the word. Come yeah. on. Wherever that is, that's in the word of God right here. But also, if it sends us to another place to go get it, that we're not short, and we, uh, that we're not short to the point of we ain't gonna go get it. Mm-hmm. We're gonna yeah. go get it. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna tell this a little bit here, uh, and I know a lot of people. This reminded me when Josh sent me that. You know, on a job I done probably thrown out the first year, there was these. Uh, There's this certain material that I had to have, mm-hmm. and everywhere that I went to go get it, even though it was the same box, Hannah. Inside that box, there was a different manufacturer, and therefore the colors didn't match up with the box I had. So I remember going to Louisville. I remember going to Bowling Green, Owensboro, Clarksville, Tennessee. I went to um, Nashville. I went to uh, Bowling Green. I went to all kinds of different places. And about everywhere that I went, it had the wrong box. It didn't have what I started out with. But I done started, and I I had to find those kind. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, when I get to go see it, you could call the people, and they say, "Yeah, we got them." But you open the box up, and even though everything looked good on the outside, looked mm-hmm. perfect, same barcode and everything, but on the inside, the pouches were made from a different manufacturer. Therefore, the color wasn't exactly the same. Mm-hmm. But I remember uh, finding this certain box i needed like two more boxes three more but i remember going to nashville and we went to like two home depots and three Lowe's, and there was another one that said they had so many so we said we said all right we're going over there so we went over there and then i remember going in there then brother Aaron, i'll be honest with you when i walked in i've never walked into Lowe's like this before there was a cop on each side of the entrance really and outside in the parking lot of course i've seen this before but 
you know, it was just a, uh, these towers with, uh, police scanners on or police, uh, lights and stuff with cameras everywhere. There was like four of them in the parking lot. And I was like, wow, I don't know if I really need to be where I'm at, but I was desperate. I needed it to complete the job. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like when I went in there to see it, I, they was on the ground. I got on my knees and I began to open the box. Because I wasn't worried about the outside. I knew what the outside looked like, just like the other 40 I had that was wrong. Mm -hmm. I needed what was inside, even though it looked right on the outside. Wow. But I remember opening the box, and it it was the right one. And it's almost like the Lord said to me, I wish you'd search for me like that. Wow. And just something about how you go to every extent mm -hmm. to get what you need. But see, sometimes as people that just have a pastor like yourself, Brother Aaron, or somebody else, they'll just sit there waiting for you to give it to them. Well, actually, the Lord's saying, hey, I need you to search for me just like that one is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's something about when I opened that box, my wife was right there. We, we just hugged, and it was like we were searching for it. Mm -hmm. But it's like the Lord said, listen, I need you to search for me like that. Yeah. And wow. just something about it. So. Wow. Anyway. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I remember when you walked through that season of trying to find that box. <laughs> Everybody probably knew it on Facebook. And I mean, you know, it was, it was, and I mean, it was just, and I, I try to share it when I have opportunity to share it because I mean, it did. It, it changed my life for the better because we got the job done, but it changed my direction on how I look for Jesus too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So everything on the outside looks good. It reminded me of a Christian. Mm -hmm. On the outside, looks good. Everything looks great at church. Everything looks good on Sunday. But open them up and see what it is. That's right. That's so. right. Wow. Yeah. Well, and, go oh. ahead. No, go No, go ahead. <laughs> I don't know. I just think about Moses going up to the mountain. Like, I think we just think like, oh, he just went up to the mountain. But like, I'm sure it wasn't easy to go up to the mountain. Like, yeah. he's climbing a mountain. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you mountain. know, like we think about it. We're like, oh, yeah, wow. Moses just goes up to the mountain. But. I mean that took work. That took time. I don't know how hard, I don't know how high that mountain was. I mean, mm -hmm. I'm not I would like to study it out so I could teach it, but like you know, it it takes forward motion. It takes time. It yeah. takes searching. It takes sometimes doing stuff that's not comfortable to go and find or to go to the places that we need to be with the Lord. It takes movement like that. Yeah. And and I don't know just how much time consuming that was for you, Josh, and just how much of sh uh, maybe stress and just a whole journey that was for you to find that box just reminded me that like it's not always easy. I'm yeah. sure it wasn't easy for Moses, but it was so profitable. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure once he got there and once he was in the Lord's presence, he's like, I'd climb this mountain 50 <laughs> more times until yeah. my last breath right. in order to get to your presence. But I just wonder when or I just I just I want to see what the body of Christ would look like if we all got that same tenacity, that same motivation, that same drive to do whatever it takes to get to that presence. Yep. Yep. That's awesome. I love that. Wow. All that's right. awesome. Well, we're going to take a break. Um, we got a great testimony coming we up do. here. We do. Um, and so we're going to come right back here after the break on Mornings of Box 2 Radio on the Box 2 Radio Network. All righty. We are back here in the house, in the studio on this beautiful, beautiful day. What a day the Lord has made. This is the glorious day. 
and uh, I'm just excited to be with you guys this morning. Brother Josh, tell us a little bit about our guest this All morning. All right, I'm pretty excited this morning. We got a full studio in the house, so that's pretty awesome. But no, we have a reason special guest. I know that uh, it coming up in a milestone day for her. You know, it's been a year since uh, the Lord really done an amazing work in her life. This is uh, Sister Sonia Henning, and she actually is uh, comes to church at Madrid there in our local body. Uh, Brother Mike is here. Her dad, Brother Mike's here with us today, too. So I want to say they are both. Uh, we're so great to have them this morning. And so, Sonia, I'm just going to uh, ask you a few questions if you don't care. But could you tell us why today, being a year... It's so special to you. Maybe people are thinking, well, what are we talking about here? Well, we want to know about how the Lord worked in your life a year ago today. Okay. Good morning, everybody. A year ago today I was my first day being clean from methamphetamines. Wow. Uh, it was a Friday afternoon. I was at work early in the morning, probably before 5 o'clock in the morning, Nobody else was there, and just something come over me, and I said, "I'm done. I'm I'm done with I'm done with it." My dad had been pretty sick, and I think that was what kind of hit me because I didn't know if we were gonna, if he was gonna pass or not, and I did not want to be high if I lost my dad. Wow. So that weekend, I went to mom and dad's. He asked me if I could go to church with my mom that Sunday morning and that's when I rededicated that Sunday morning wow. I went up to the altar man that's amazing so you know I remember that morning of course most time on Sunday mornings you know how it is now I'm always in the back with the kids but oftentimes Mike that uh, I crack the door to see if anybody's praying if we can come on out or the kids you know you don't want people praying there Hannah <laughs> then all of a sudden I heard a, I heard of uh, kids come through the church you know what I'm saying going to their parents but I remember cracking the door that morning and seeing Sonia at the altar. And then also when I walked on out after she got up and went to the back, I remember seeing tears on the altar. And it was just something about how you know when something's real, Mike. You know, it ain't about the fake. I mean, we've seen too much of that before. You know, you always be honest with you, Sonia. There's probably people that thought, well, you know, is this really going to stick? Is it really going to last? You know what I'm saying? There's probably, there's always the naysayers. There's always, you know, so what has been in the last year, Sonia, that you believe more than anything that has helped you stay the way that you have been last year? God. Amen. Um, family, like-minded people. Yeah. I If I need prayer, I don't hesitate to Google for strength. If I'm needing strength for something, I'll Google it and I'll even, I'll, get it in my Bible, and I'll read some of those scriptures. If I need to talk to somebody, uh, Sister Pam, I talk to her quite a bit from church, and because she's not my mom or my dad or my sister, she's a sister in Christ, so I know that she's not biased towards me, so right. I don't have to worry. Um, she'll always tell me what what's what I should hear, right? not what I would want to hear, um, but my family, God. Wow. That's awesome. And I, I remember many a time, I'll be honest with you, throughout many years, Brother Mike, how you would raise your hand or Sheila would say, hey, pray for my children. Pray for my children. 
So I feel as if, you know, that was one of the greatest answers of prayer that Mike and that Mike and Sheila, her mom and dad, had seen when they actually seen their daughter come to Jesus. Am I right, Mike? And I know he's saying, yeah, or whatever. But, I mean, it's almost like it was a great gathering in. But not only do we want to, we want to dwell on the moment of when we come to Christ. But then again, I see growth. You know what I'm saying? I'm reminded of Sister Sonia how I went to our local Dollar General. Then me and my wife was there and said, hey, I Sonia Henning coming here the other day. And she, she, they go, let me tell you, the Lord's done something in her. She said, because she's changed. And said, she's inviting people to church. She's inviting people to come. And to be honest with you, Hannah, so many times we think, well, you know, they don't want to hear it. Or Then all of a sudden I'm like, Sonia's inviting people to church. It's almost like, what am I doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it was like an encouragement to me to say, hey, boy, step up. Come on. Come on. Yeah. So, I mean, because of you saying that, Sonia, so now, and I know that wherever you go, that you try your best to point people to Jesus, but then invite them to church. Is that correct? Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> then also, she has an amazing daughter. And then you and your daughter, did y'all get baptized that same morning? Same morning, September the 11th of last yeah. year. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, her and her, her daughter goes to school at Eastern Kentucky, correct? Yep. And uh, so she's went back now, and we've prayed for her. But, I mean, just to be able to, as a family, them to get yeah. them to do that. So now, uh, Sonia, so what now, is there anything, any kind of special song, any kind of special service? Is there something in the last year that maybe a pastor or somebody has preached or taught that has allowed you to grow and you see it differently than you've ever seen it before? Brittany sent me a song one day, Hold On To Me. And it was, I was pretty anxious that day. And just the words to the song, it just, to me, music, it reminds me. Because when you're driving down the road, you can't really have your Bible out. You can't really uh, do things like that. So as soon as I get into my car, I'm putting on my, my playlist. Amen. Or I'll put on K-Love or this station. But it's just, to me, you have to have the reminder of the Christian music, Christian, you know, just... If, if somebody puts on something in my car that's not a Christian station, uh, it's it doesn't last very long. <laughs> that's good. That's and, good. And just from a year ago to now, um, my playlist, yeah, we wouldn't want to go there. You wouldn't yeah. want to see it. But just uh, my everyday life um, is completely different to what it was. Oh. Amen. All around. Is that right? Amen. And then, am I correct? You live in Cloverport, correct? Yes. So, I mean, you would think all the way across the county. You know, it reminds me of my Aunt Linda, or Rachel's Aunt Linda, or whatever, that comes from Harnsburg that drives all that way to come to church. You think, well, but it's just something about the family's there, the mom and dad's there. And so what, you know, what allows you to have that push to continue to come to church all the way across the county to be where you're at? The truth. Amen. They don't sugarcoat it. A lot of churches, a lot of people try to sugarcoat things, um, maybe to get more people to come or to make people more comfortable. But I, in this day and time, I don't think that's what 
Christians or anybody needs. We need the truth. Wow. If we're doing something wrong, I think we need to know. I mean, we need that conviction. Amen. So, man. So then, uh, is there any advice let now as we think about how the Lord, because I tell people this oftentimes, Brother Mike, everybody's testimony in this room is a little bit different than everybody's. But hopefully through our testimony, we can touch somebody. So maybe somebody that is going through some of the same things that you have been through in the past, Sonia, is there any kind of advice or anything you can direct them in? And I know we always go back to the Lord. Of course, he's the one that delivers us. But is there any kind of things you say, well, I wish somebody would have told me this, or I wish somebody would have told me that. Maybe you wish somebody was tougher on you. Maybe you wish they wouldn't as tough on you. So what do you think there, Sonia? It's never too late. No matter what you've done, no matter how far you've went down that wrong road, no matter the choices that you've made, it's never too late. If you're still breathing, you still have a chance. You still have hope. And I wish that more people knew that, you know, everybody makes mistakes. Not everybody is perfect. There's only one perfect man. And if we were all perfect, Jesus wouldn't have had to die for us. Come on now. So... I just wish that I had known or even felt that I wasn't a lost cause. Nobody's wow. a lost cause. Yeah. All right. While you was in the while you was in the situation being out in the world and stuff, did it make you angry when people try to tell you how to quit or tell you, hey, you don't need to be doing this, hey, say that and I see Mike over there kinda of shaking his head or whatever. But that's the love of a father, right? I mean, there's probably many times, Sonia, you probably got mad at him, <laughs> slammed the phone or whatever. But, I mean, mm -hmm. but now you look back, and I'm sure there's many times you said, thanks, Mom, thanks, Dad. So, so am I correct by saying probably many times it made you angry? Very angry. Very angry. When you're in active addiction, though, you try, you lie. Every which way that you can lie, you'll put blame on other people. Um, you're always innocent now. If you're an active addiction, you don't want nobody to know nothing, but yet everybody knows. Wow. I mean, it's not that you can hide it. And I always tried to lie my way out of things. Um, if I got a phone call, video call from my daughter when she was away at school, I would try to hurry up and get off the phone with her because I didn't want to look her in the face. Yeah. So it's... But, I mean, even your daughter... I mean, her coming just when you guys walk, walked in together, just you and your family walking in together, and even Logan, who's still with you there. I mean, even when he comes, I mean, I know we pray for him, and we've been, you know, asking the Lord to do work in his life as well. But still, yet when he comes, Mike, I'd love to pick on him a little bit. He loves <laughs> to pick on me or whatever. But um, anyway, so, but is there anything that you are trying to because for many years, you know, it's not a secret that your kids probably seen something going on, mm -hmm. right? They did. So is there anything that from this point on, though, see, we know that people try to hold in our past something because they can remember, but Jesus wiped us clean. Amen. I'm thankful for what the Lord done to you a year ago. So actually, even though I think me and you are actually the same age, but really, you're only a year old. You know what I'm saying? Because the Lord wiped you clean. But with that being said, is there anything that maybe that you can direct your son or your daughter to not try to not really 
adventure that path you think it you think it encourages them maybe to see where you made some wrong choices where they don't want to make those choices or do or how's that how does that help you now trying to direct them in the right path i think that they know um i made a lot of wrong choices so i think that they know the roads that they don't want to go down because you never think that you're going to be that one and Nobody should ever say that I was one of the ones that said I would never be addicted to anything, and I was. But you don't give up, and that's what I'm trying to show Tay and Logan both, is that you don't give up. Just because you're a Christian doesn't mean that everything's perfect. It just means that you have somebody to go to. You have somebody in your corner, and I'm just trying to to show them, because they're only 20 and 21, so they're still extremely you know, young, um, new to the, the world, and I just want them to know that no matter what, God loves you, and he will be there for you. Yeah, well, it's, it's just amazing. So now to know that that the Lord has done a great thing, and I mean, I'll go ahead and say this. For many years, Mike, Larry Madrid, you heard our pastor for many years. You've been at Madrid with us for for a long time now and uh i remember us praying for one soul us praying for one soul just one and then lord will go from there you know hannah many times you'll hear people say well bring them in by the hundred bring them in by the thousand yes i do want to see that but if you can't get those well let's just pray for one and many times we pray for one and then we've been thinking about how sonia hey that one and you say, hey, if it's only one, I'm glad it's that one. You see what I'm saying? I mean, but we want many others, honey. So we're believing that because of your testimony, because of what you can do now for the Lord, how you can direct people in the way. So, and then with that being said, though, you know, again, you know, we keep going back to now, Sonia, where do you, uh, now you, where do you work at now? Is it? You know, at the camp in Hardensburg. Yeah. So for our listeners, you know, she's there working with your mom, correct? Yes, I am. <laughs> so, so is your mom your boss? Yes, she Man. is. So how does that work out? How does that work, Sonia? Your mom being your boss at work. I mean, how, I, mean. I love it. I really do. I honestly do. I think that that's what I needed. Yeah. That's what I needed in this point in my life. That's right. That's right. So, I mean, now it's her trying to direct you and show you. And then <laughs> it's almost like now, Mike, hey, if my daughter comes with me for a word, as, with a word, that means I must know my word, too. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So now it's like it goes from maybe her trying to pray for you, Sonia, and she still prays for you. I know she does. But trying to instruct you, trying to do this, then all of a sudden you come at her with some kind of word or some kind of scripture. <laughs> and then she thinks, oh, well. She's learning. I better be learning, right? Yeah, we kind of help each other, I think. That's good. So you go from her, maybe her and Mike and many people praying for you, Sonia, to now how does it feel like that you guys are actually iron sharpening iron now with the Word? How does does that help you to on your everyday now? It helps me to want to keep going, to see the growth, the changes in your life, uh, to know that people... um, have enough faith in you to be able to message you or call you and ask you for prayer just to just to know that you can help somebody else makes you want to get up every day and to keep pushing forward yeah so i know there at our church uh, hannah we have a uh, group messenger 
uh, that we got a group or whatever. And to be honest with you, I don't really text back and forth in it a whole lot. But when you see somebody, hey, ask for prayer for this, for prayer for that, I can always count on Sonia saying something and also <laughs> Brother Mike saying something. And I mean, you know, it ain't, you know, it just as an assistant pastor that's church to see the congregation, you know, hey, I don't care. I love to be a part of it, but I don't really have to say nothing. Because then the congregation engages back and forth, says, hey, we're praying. Hey, we got this situation. Let's pray for this. And to knowing you was on that list not too long ago, Sonia. And you're still on that list for you to grow, but in a different way now. You know what I'm saying? So it's just encouragement to me that says, hey, prayers work. I just want to speak to the mamas and the mamas and the daddies out there this morning that, listen, prayers do work. And I'm thankful that I know they work. And I'm looking at someone right now that because of the prayers of mom and daddy, because of the prayers of different people, you know, because actually a few people in your family, Sonia, other ones, they are preachers and stuff like that as well, right? Right. So who all who all in your family that actually preaches and does those things? Could you go ahead and maybe My uncle that Danny, he's yep. a pastor. And then two of his sons, my cousins, uh, Josh and Chris, are evangelists. Yep. So that's Josh and Chris board. And, you know, so it's just it's just amazing that, you know, that uh, we understand that the reason that we're where we're at is because what Jesus has done in our life. You know, so now, even though that's not saying that Sonia won't go through things now. That's saying that now that she's going through them, she has Jesus to turn to. That's you know, right. and Jesus is there with her. Jesus is her comforter. Jesus is her provider. And, I mean, that's what we want to make sure that no matter what, and I know that um, maybe somebody's listening this morning or it'll be on podcast later too so we can we can actually get it out there. If you know somebody, you say, well, man, I'd like somebody to hear that even though that she didn't say a whole lot, but still yet she said enough for us to realize what Jesus can do in her life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I want people to understand that, hey, if you need this episode for somebody in your family, Make sure they get to be able to listen to Sister Sonia. I mean, because of what the Lord has done in your life. And uh, so, I mean, with that being said, Sonia, is there anything else that's on your heart here lately? Maybe there's a scripture that stands out to you. Maybe there's something that stands out to you that maybe I really do want to say that. Or I do really want to say this before I go. Is there anything like that that you'd like to touch? I do need to say something. For anybody that is going through any type of addictions or any type of warfare, whatever, it, you're, it's not too late. It's not too late. Reach out to somebody. Even if you don't know anybody, uh, knock on a door at a church. It doesn't matter. Just reach out to somebody because it's never too late. If you're still here and you wake up, then it's not the end. That's right. That's right. Amen. And we know that uh, Jesus says, I'm the Alpha and Omega. I'm the beginning and the end. So, you know, we just want to make sure that people understand that whatever situation you're in this morning, that Jesus can make a way. And I'm thankful for the way that he makes for each and every one of us and allows us to do the things that he allows us to do. Mm -hmm. Yep, that's why we started every morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. This is the day that he'll take the impossible and make it possible every single time because I have seen too much. And you cannot convince me otherwise that my God is more than enough. Whatever you're facing, whatever you're walking through, he will reach down and meet you exactly where you're at. One of my favorite stories 
is the woman that was caught in the act of adultery. And he gets down in the dirt and he, he writes something in the dirt for her to see. Yeah. And he didn't have to get down in the dirt. He didn't have to be there for her, but he loved her. And he loves us and he loves you. He loved you so much that he died 2,000 years ago on an old rugged cross so that you could have life and life more abundantly. You don't have to stay in your mess. You don't have to stay in your addiction. You don't have to stay in your strong code. You don't have to stay in your sin. He has died to set you free. The only thing you must do is believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that he is Lord. And the Bible says you will be safe. So friend, we want to invite you to know him today. If you've never met him, if you've never, or maybe you've known him as a small child or a young teenager and you just walked away, today is the day to be right. Today is the day to get right. And he has made a way for you to be right. And he has made a way for you to be set free. Amen. And um, I just feel that if, if there's anyone listening that maybe you, none of your family are believers. Maybe you never had parents praying for you. Your parents aren't believers. You don't have any family. Um, That's why the body of Christ is here. We're here to be the family to those who need that. And so you can always call us here at the station, 270-257-2689. We would be more than happy to pray with you and to believe with you. Or if you download our app on the Tithely app, Box 2 Radio Network, um, you can always submit prayer requests on our prayer wall as well. Mm Mm-hmm. And so we are very thankful for you guys coming in today. Wonderful guests. Yeah. I was just yes, sitting here. Thank here. you, Sonia. I was just sitting here listening. <laughs> I did. Uh, I just <laughs> on two. I had so much more to ask you, but I'm like, we have a short amount of time, so maybe after the break. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh, playing valet outside for a second, moving cars for our parking lot, getting worked on. Then I listened to the rest of it. And so I always enjoy it. Um, and thank you guys so much for coming in and being a part of the morning broadcast this day, today. And um, Brother Mike for being a big part of the Box 2 Radio Network. Uh, love this guy I love this guy he's a man of God and I know he loves the Lord I'll never forget the time that we were in there praying during the share with me and Miss Jeannie and we looked up and he's just he's just standing there weeping (laughs) Wow! Uh, it shook me it shook me and it was just powerful and God's got a calling on your guys life and he's going to use it in a mighty way amen and um, Brother Josh is always on Tuesdays. Love having you on. I love um, it, brother. It's I'm glad amazing. you got a haircut. And uh, <laughs> I um, that was last week. I might have to yeah. go get one this week. Well, right to see my daughter. Dwayne kid. <laughs> Dwayne kid said he gets a haircut every week too. That's awesome. Um, That's awesome. And so I look. I got a haircut last week, and it felt so good just to get a haircut. I thought about doing it every week. Uh, <laughs> about put me to sleep. So I was just like, oh. Actually, I last last week, and I was in the barber shop i had an opportunity to just i don't know i talked to i had an opportunity to talk to several different people about yeah. the lord and god just really opened some doors and man have to do that more often that's it's awesome a, man. um and so we're just we're seeing god move in some mighty ways yeah and um, it's just amazing things and so we love you guys um go we're tell here somebody about what jesus has done for you now after hearing this amazing testimony go share what the lord's done for you today. Yeah, that's right go tell somebody uh, what's that old Christmas? Go tell it on the mountain. <laughs> Over the hills and everywhere, right? <laughs> Over the hills into Grandma's house we go. Okay, no, just kidding. All right. To the barbershop. <laughs> I love that. All right. All right, we're out of here. We love you guys so much. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. Central Time, here on Box 2 Radio with the Mornings of Box 2 Radio broadcast. We'll be back tomorrow. See you then.